4. Mark chapter 4. When you find your place, let's all stand. Mark chapter 4. We'll just read through the whole chapter. Be all right. I'm going to read for 10 minutes and preach for five. I really feel like that's about what we're going to do. But uh, this is a message the Lord's placed on our heart. It's uh, most of the time you don't hear the beginning of this chapter and the end of this chapter preached together. And I just got a little thought here and that's all I got to give you. So we'll just let the Lord have His way. Uh, Mark chapter 4 verse number 1. And He began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came up and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell upon good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing that that seeing they may see and perceive and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and how then will ye know all the parables? Verse number 14, The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are likewise which are sown of stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure before a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, which uh, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, As a candle brought to be put under a bushel, or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, that, but that it should, become, should come abroad. 
If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear, with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured unto you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given, and he that hath not, for him shall be taken, even that which he hath. And he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast a seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come." And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God, or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up, and becometh greater than all the herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And with... Many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it, but without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Verse number 35 is where the message is. And the same day when he was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when he had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and sea obey him? Father, we bow before you one more time this morning, God, thanking you for your word, thanking you for the thought that you've put on our mind and our heart. God, I pray this morning, Lord, that you'd help us to bring the thought out in a way that you'd be pleased with, God, a way that would speak to our hearts and help us to understand what the word of God is trying to get across. Lord, we pray this morning, if there's one under the sound of our voice, God, that's lost and headed for a devil's hell, that you would speak to their heart, God, draw them to the foot of the cross that they might get born again. Lord, we pray if there's one backslid, walking afar off, that you'd draw them back to the fold. Lord, help us as we stand to preach, God, you know I can't do it without you. Lord, your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> Yesterday morning, I'll, uh, I'll just tell you this story, I guess. Yesterday morning, I went to the Hope Center and I preached at the Hope Center yesterday and it was really, really good. I mean, it was just good. And it was free, and the, the, the guys was really receptive, and I believe some, some, I got some help, and I believe that they got some help too. And then at the end of the service, the way they always do it is everybody just prays. You pray individually. One will come up, and what he wants to pray for, what he wants you to pray for. And it just seemed like there was a theme that was all through the day yesterday that everyone that came up was going through some type of storm. 
or their family, what they just found out their sister has breast cancer, or they just found out that their dad's in prison and dying, or just some kind of major storm. And I thought, man, this is tough. This is tough. And then yesterday, when I got home and I began to study yesterday, I, and I had no idea really where I was going. I kind of had a thought, but it just didn't feel like that was where the Lord would have us to go. And as I was studying, I just I kept thinking about those storms that they had. And then I began to think about our church and how many storms is just happening, little storms that's happening all throughout our church. I mean, there's multiple families and I thank God for the good number that we've got here this morning with the amount of troubles and stuff that's going on in our church. But I was just thinking throughout the church, there's so many families that's got storms. There's just storms and trials of life and things that we don't understand and we can't see coming, but they do come to us. And as I was studying, I I just kept going back to this story and I didn't really know know uh, what the Lord had on our heart but the thought that kept coming was the storm is coming the storm is coming there is no doubt that as a Christian um, a a lot of preachers will tell you that if you get born again you'll never have another problem or they'll tell you if you'll get saved or if you are saved and you've got something wrong in your life it's because of sin but that's not so the storm is coming whether you're saved whether you're right with God or not there is no doubt that in your life a storm is coming the only difference is whether you are prepared for that storm or not and that's I've just got four little points here but that's the first point that I've got is the storm is coming as we read there at the end of this chapter we see uh, uh, verse number 40 says is Jesus talking to the disciples and it said that this was on the same day I've never caught that that Jesus spoke these parables and then this storm happened on the same day that that he was speaking these parables, they ended up on the ship in this storm. I don't believe that's a coincidence. I don't think it was a coincidence that they had just heard the good word of God preached by the word of God himself and then they end up in this storm and when they get out there in this storm, they ask the Lord "Are you not? do you not care that we're going to perish? Don't you care that we're going to die? And then there in verse 40 he says why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith. How is it that you have no faith? We've been on it for weeks now, but here, uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God was just preached by Jesus Himself through these parables. And if they had been uh, taken in the, the good Word, the good seed of the Word of God, if they had had their hearts prepared to receive the Word of God, then they should have had faith. When the storm came to their life, they should have had faith and believed that the Lord's will was going to be done and that He had a plan. But here they have, they've ended up in this storm and the storm of their life has come. And if you study into this storm, they say that this storm was probably of hurricane intensity. This was a great storm. And even to this day in the Sea of Galilee, they still have these great storms with uh, massive amounts of wind that blows through and it's a scary thing and a scary place to be but when these disciples ended up in this place they was afraid of the storm instead of being afraid of the Lord they didn't have a fear of the Lord they had a fear of the storm the storm is coming but we got to be prepared be prepared for the storm there in verses uh, 14 and 15 We see here it says, verse 14, The sower soweth the word. 
The word faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God and the faith comes from the word. So when the seed is sown, we have to have our hearts prepared to receive it. Oftentimes this parable, this scripture here is used for a lost man, but I also believe that it can be used for a safe man. I believe those of us that are born again, we've got to have our hearts prepared to receive what the word of God says. That very first one there, it says, verse 15, it said, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And the thought that I had was, in our day, there is many that go Sunday to Sunday. The, the thought come to me, you know, there's a lot, and mo, uh, more now than ever, there's a lot of us that live paycheck to paycheck. We're just waiting on our next paycheck so that we can pay our bills. We're just waiting on our next paycheck so that we can have enough money to buy groceries this week to continue eating but that's the way that a whole lot of Christians are living we're just living paycheck to paycheck we're just living Sunday to Sunday and we're not preparing our hearts during the week to receive the word of God you know if you receive the word of God the word of God is going to get down on the inside and it's going to change you the word of God will make you somebody or something different than you already are and I believe that these disciples when they got out in the storm they hadn't been changed by the word of God that had been preached to them. That seed that had been sown. That seed that the Lord God of heaven uh, man, uh, manifest in the flesh is Jesus. When he was sowing the seed they didn't have their hearts prepared and they wasn't receiving what he was throwing out. They wasn't receiving what he was throwing out because when they got in the storm they were scared to death. They wasn't trusting in Jesus' plan. Jesus had a plan. The sower soweth the word and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown but when they have heard Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word many come and they hear the word but when we leave it's just like it's gone all week long what was said doesn't change who we are what was preached the word of God that the Lord has sent when we leave the church nothing changes in our life you know it's hard to think but every one of these categories is in this building this very morning every one of these categories the word of God is being thrown out it's been thrown out all morning and whether we have our hearts prepared to receive it or not and to let it change us and mold us into the men and women that the Lord wants us to be is up to us. It's up to us whether we want to receive the word and have our hearts ready to receive it or not. It's up to us if we want to have strong faith or weak faith. You know many times we'll come into a storm and I've seen it over and over again. I've been in this church my entire life for 33 years. I've seen these that are good, strong, solid Christians and I believe with all my heart that they've been born again. But then when the trouble comes, their faith is weak and they end up back out in the world because they hadn't had their hearts prepared to receive the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If our faith is going to grow, our heart has to be prepared to change with the word of God. We've got to take this Bible and make it us. Make it who we are. I've got to be who this is. <clears throat> Verse number 16 <clears throat> and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground who when they have heard the word 
immediately receive it with gladness. I believe this is the majority of the church world in 2024 falls into this category right here. Verse 17, And have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth, For the word's sake, immediately they are offended. It is very rare in our part of the country, and I ain't ever really been nowhere else in church. I've been here. But it's very rare that you go into a church and there's not the majority of the church that are very receptive to what the preacher's preaching. We're very receptive to what the Word of God says. It's not like we've hardened our heart and we're just letting it go off. We receive it with gladness, as the Bible said. We receive it with a smile and we say, Boy, that's good, preacher. Boy, that's good preaching. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And we act like we're excited about what the Word says. But then when we go out of the church doors, it's like it never even happened. That's the majority of the church world. That's the majority of those that call their Christians and the reason our faith isn't strong is because we're not receiving it and letting it take root it's got to take root down on the inside in order to have strong enough faith to face that storm that is coming the storm is coming there is no doubt it's not a question of is it if you're not in a storm right now or you're not coming out of a storm then you're getting ready to go in one the storm is coming to our lives and we need to let the word of God work in our heart so that we can be prepared to withstand it. Verse number 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the world, and it becometh unfruitful. Listen, you may be here this morning and you really want the Word. You really want the Lord to work down on the inside. You really want to have that strong faith, but you're holding on to some things in the world that's hindering you. If you hold on to them things, it's going to choke out the Word. If you hold on to the cares of this world and you don't let the Lord take care of them, if you don't lay them down on an old-fashioned altar and leave them there, they will choke out that Word. They will choke out that faith. I I cannot do anything about my problems. I can't do anything to pay my bills other than try to work my job. Hey, there was nothing I could do when that guy down here on 89 on Thursday ran into the side of my truck. I was just driving in a straight line and he hit me. There was nothing I can do. But if I dwell on that and I think, well Lord how am I going to survive? It's going to choke down that faith and my faith is going to get weak. But if I let go and I let God and not be like these men on the ship and not try to try to do all that I can do to ensure my own safety. I've got to let go and let God take care of my problems. Whatever my problems might be, He's the only one that can help them anyway. He's the one created the heavens and the earth. He's the one that created the sea they was on. He's the one created the wind that was blowing up against them. He's the one that created the waves that was crashing up against the side and overflowing into the ship. And He was down in the inner parts. And this amazes me it says that uh, the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full how in the world 
<coughs> if the ship was full of water, was Jesus in the inner parts asleep? He must have been sleeping in water. He must have been sleeping where he was getting ready to drown. But Jesus is the one that created the water and he didn't have any fear of it. Jesus is the one that knows every problem and trouble that I've got and he don't have any fear of it. Uh, I, think, I can't remember if it was Butch said it this morning that Jesus has never had a question. He knew what was going to happen in this situation and he knows what's going to happen in yours. So there ain't no reason to hold on to your cares. Just let go and let go. Let him have a hold of it. Because the storm is coming. But he already knows. He already knows all about it. He knows all about your storm. Terry and Michelle have been in a storm for several years, but the Lord already knew about it. James Pruitt, the Lord already knew about the storm you're in, and he's already got it under control. He created all of it. It's all his. He lives outside of time, and he's got that view looking down, and he already knew. He knows so much more than I know. He understands so much more than I understand, and he's got it under control. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. Amen. Verse number 20. This is where we got to be. Right here. This is where we need to be. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. How do you get good ground to plant a garden in? Right, you till it up. You prepare the ground. In order to have the ground prepared to receive the word of God that's going to produce fruit and is going to produce faith, we've got some work to do. I've said it every Sunday for the past three months probably, but us as a children of God have got a job to do. That's what it is to be a Christian, is to be a follower of Christ and following His will. It's not just something that I've done or something that I've experienced. It's who I am. It's who I am in my heart. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. There's more than just hearing. Uh, How does old people always used to say, I know you heard me, but did you listen? Did you listen to what the Word of God says? If the Word of God says you can't go to heaven living in fornication, living in adultery, living in idolatry, living in drunkenness, then you can't go to heaven living in that stuff. Don't just hear what I'm saying. Listen to the Word of God and get it out of your life so that you can have your heart right with God and have peace that surpasses all understanding. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit. If you really receive the word, you will bring forth fruit. You will bring forth fruit. Some 30, some 60, and some 100. We're not all the same, but we all bring forth fruit. We don't always bring forth the same amount. I'll never be, uh, I'll never see as many saved as Butch has in Surrey County Jail. I will never see that, but there's a work for me to do. I'll never be able to uh, uh, do what, what Billy Graham did and have such a great uh, ministry in church, but I've got a work that I can do, and there is a work that will produce fruit. If we're not producing fruit, we're not falling into this last category. If we've not let the Word of God change us, we don't fall into the correct category. When the storm comes and it's coming, it's going to knock us out of the boat. We're going to be fearful. We're not going to trust in the Lord. And the world's watching you. 
If you say that you're a child of God, the world is watching you when the storm comes. All these storms that's going on, and y'all know them in our lives right now, the world is watching you. And they're watching to see how you react. I like it here. It said that there was other little ships with them. And I've always wondered why. Who cares? Who cared if there was other little ships? But these other little ships was watching the disciples. These other little ships was watching what the disciples done when they ended up in the storm. They was watching how the disciples reacted just like the world is watching how we react today. If you're a Christian, you're a disciple. A disciple is just a student or a follower of the Lord. We read it last week. If you are a Christian, you're a disciple. You're a disciple of the Lord and the world is watching you and how you react. The storm is coming. But I like this. Verse 24 and 25. And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured unto you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, for him shall be taken, even that which he hath. Basically what it's saying is you get what you put in. I've been saying this for weeks as well, but the Bible plainly tells me through and through, you're going to get what you put in. If you want the Word of God and you want strong faith and you want to be able to face the storm and you want your lost saved and you want the church to grow and you want to see the Spirit move, you're going to have to give something to get it. We're going to have to live a life in order to get the Word of God. If I've spent all week and I've not picked up the bread of life and eat it, I've come in today starved to death. How much is one meal going to help me? It takes takes daily eating of the Word to sustain me. I dare say that anybody in here this week has missed a meal on purpose. We've not purposely missed a physical meal. If we had, we'd been saying, Lord, I'm starving to death. My wife's the worst. If it's been 15 minutes past her time to eat, she's all upset. I mean, we better get something to eat or we're going to be in a fight. How about the Word of God? How about the Word of God? How long has it been since you've had a meal from the good Word of God? Has it been last Sunday? There ain't no wonder the church world can't get along. There ain't no wonder when the storm comes we fall plumb out of the boat. It's because we've not been partaking of the Word of God. The bread of life. The bread of life is required to sustain you. We have to have the bread of life. And it don't just come from the preacher. Sally's two year old, not even two year old yet, and she uses her own fork. She wants to use her own fork. We got to use our own fork. Get some of the word. We need the word. If you want to grow, if you want your faith to be strong, get in the word of God. And if you get in the word of God, you will change. There's no doubt if you get in the Word of God, it's going to cut you coming and going. Every time I read it, and I'm doing my best to live for the Lord, but every time I read it, something in my life is pointed out, and I say, boy, i got to do better right there. i got to change that because the Word of God has instructed me to. And if you're eating it on good ground, you will change. <clears throat> Point number two. <laughs> The greatest storms comes to the ones who are trying to walk with the Lord daily. The greatest storms, I've watched it through my life. And those that have been trying their best to live for God, and those that have been partaking of the Word, and those that have been taking the Word on good ground, and their faith is strong, ends up in the biggest storms. It's been 60 years that Bill and Janet 
have been through it with my Uncle Scotty. It's been a great storm that I couldn't handle. But because they've been taking the word on good ground, don't let the devil lie to you and tell you because you're in a big storm, it's because you ain't right with God. That's a lie. That's a lie. The disciples ended up in a storm. Jesus ended up in a storm. If it was that you wasn't right with God, Jesus never would have ended up in a storm. He was God Himself. But He ended up in a storm as an example. The, the storm in our life that comes, Jesus is using it as an example. He's using it to help somebody and he's using it to help you I don't understand how all the time I don't understand why all the time but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt it's come for a reason and I'm just going to keep on taking of the word of God and pressing on for the glory of God because that's the call that's on my life and without him I have no hope I have no hope the greatest storms comes to the ones who's trying the most that's a fact Let's read verse number 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. I read multiple commentaries on this, and each one agreed that it was probably hurricane intensity winds. This was the ones that was walking with Jesus daily. These disciples were the ones that when He said, Follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They forsook everything. They forsook their way of life. They forsook their way of living. Everything that they knew to do. They forsook their families to let everything go and to follow Jesus. That's the ones that the storms come to. But I got good news. Just because the storm is there doesn't mean that Jesus has left you. Just because the storm has come doesn't mean that you're on your own or that you're living in sin. It just means that the Lord is using a storm to improve your life or to help someone else. We see here that uh, when the storm come, they knew where to go. Even though they didn't have faith that He was going to take care of it, even though they didn't understand why the storm was coming, they still knew where to go. Jesus has made us a promise that He would never leave us nor forsake us. And if I will carry on for His glory, He will always be there. And when the storm comes, He's going to be right there for me all the way through it. And if He sees fit, He might just step out and say, Peace be still. But if He doesn't, He's still going to be there there to see me through to the other side. That's what I liked about this passage. In verse number 35 it said, In the same day when even was come he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. Before they ever started off on the journey the Lord said they was going to go to the other side. Before they ever left the seashore Jesus had told them let us pass over to the other side. The reason they didn't have faith faith is because they didn't trust in the Word of God. The reason today that we don't have faith at times is because we haven't trusted in the Word of God. He didn't tell us the storm wouldn't come. He didn't tell us the waves wouldn't crash. He didn't tell us we wouldn't take on water. But He told us that we are going to the other side. If you've been born again beyond any shadow of a doubt, if you stay on the ship and you stay with God, we're going to the other side. Whether it be the other side of the storm that you're in or the other side of over yonder in glory, I'm going.
going to the other side. I've got hope of a better tomorrow. I've got faith that I'm leaving here. This world's not my home. This storm is just temporary. It ain't going to last forever. But once I get over there and I get that new glorified body, everything's going to change. Preacher Bill's going to preach again. Preacher Bill's going to kick his leg one more time. He's going to have a brand new hip. Everything is going to be better on the other side. Let us pass over to the other side. There was no coincidence that this was the same day he gave the parable of the sower and the seed. And then here at the end, they didn't have any faith. They were fearful that they was going to die. And the Lord used this as an example to show them and to help them understand what the parable meant. This morning, listen, I'm done. That's all I've got. I told you I wasn't going to be long. That's all I've got. Listen, Jesus is in control. They wasn't alone in the storm and neither are we. They wasn't alone when the waves was crashing and the, the ship was taking on water. I've felt that before. I've felt in times that it felt like my ship is taking on water and if something don't give, I'm getting ready to sink. I'm getting ready to go under. My faith is gone. I don't know what I'm going to do. Jesus is still there. He said He'd never leave us nor forsake us. He didn't promise that He'd always calm the storm. That wasn't the point in the story here, that He calmed the storm. But I mean, it shows that He's in control of the storm, but but the point wasn't that he calmed it. The point was that he has control of it. And today he's got control of my storm and your storm as well. We've just got to trust in his word. I've just got to trust in him that if I lean on him and I keep my faith in him, I'm going to the other side. Amen. As we all stand, Tommy, you come on. The storm is coming in your life. Today's the day to prepare for it. This morning, if you're not right with God, the altar's open. Come pray as you see fit. If you're not right with God,